Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites. It's such a pleasure to have you with us for an Appleseed Bite, a mini episode of the show. A single story long, just a few minutes long in case you only have a few minutes and you want to fill those few minutes with some terrific storytelling. We've got some for you today. And of course, we bring you a few of these bites each week in preparation for our full hour-long episode drop. Happens every Thursday. And this Thursday, you're going to hear uh, a story from Tim Lowry, the great South Carolina storyteller. We won't tell you much. We'll just tell you that it is a tall tale, a story that will strain credulity for sure. You won't want to miss it. It's coming up again on Thursday. In the meantime, I'm pleased to be joined in the studio by Lacey Olson. Lacey, what are we going to hear today? Today's story is from Brian Fox Ellis, and it's called The Puka and the Penny Whistle. <laughs> this story is really fun to listen to. I, I enjoyed it a lot, and it's got so many so many things and it's about you know perseverance about never giving up on your dreams and things that are so important but the one that stood out to me the most was that you should just surround yourself with good people they bring out the best in you (laughs) even when you really are not good at something they can make it better you know a puka of course is a a magical shape-shifting critter Uh from Irish stories, right? And Brian Fox Ellis brings us this story. Brian lives in Illinois uh, and tells a lot of stories of America, stories of the place where he lives, but he also tells stories uh, of his heritage. This is one of those, the puka and the penny whistle from Brian Fox Ellis here on The Appleseed. Long time ago, there was a half-wit, a fool, in the town of Dunmore, in the county Galway. Now he played the penny whistle, but he played quite poorly. But the old men at the pub, they would make sport of him. They'd toss him a few coin and say, play, play, we've paid the piper, play. And he'd play terribly. Everyone had a good laugh. (laughs) And the man didn't mind because it bought another pint of ale. (laughs) But we'll ate one night, and it happened to be the longest night, the winter solstice. He had stayed later than usual and maybe had a pint or two too many. And as he was heading home, he crossed the little bridge over the river. And there on the wooden bridge, he heard, Trump, Trump, Trump. He turned and he saw, half man, Half goat, the puka. I think Shakespeare called him Puck. He was a man from the belly button up, and the rest of him, well, <laughs> had cloven hooves and hair and a tail. He had horns upon his head. And the puka said to the lad, Come, come with me. The queen banshee is having a ball tonight, and you shall play. But I don't know how. Yes, you do. And he grabbed the boy and tossed him onto his back and raced along. I don't know how to play, the boy protested. Touch the penny whistle to your lips and play, and you shall know it. The boy touched the penny whistle to his lips, and he began to play. The sweetest song came from the penny whistle. The puka ran through hill and dale, bog and fen, towards Crogpatrick, the mighty hill. 
he climbed to the very top of Crowpatrick, and with his cloven hoofs he rapped three times. And the side of the hill opened, and they entered. Inside was a long golden table. Surrounding the table were fairies and elves and gnomes and leprechauns, and at the head of the table was the queen banshee herself. Who have you brought with you, she said. It is the best piper and all of County Galway. Well, let him play, let him play. And the boy touched the penny whistle to his lips, and he began to play the sweetest song. Soon the band joined in. Need I tell you, it was the longest night of the year, till finally the puka took the cap from the boy and said, it's time to pay the piper. And soon the cap was filled with fairy gold. I'm as rich as a lord, said the boy as he stuffed his pockets and placed the cap upon his head. The puka snatched the boy and tossed him onto his back, left Crocopatrick. The boy held on to the long horns of the puka as they raced through bog and fen, hill and dale. And the puka dropped him back at the bridge where they had met not so many hours before. And you have two gifts to remind you of this night. Not only the gift of gold, but the other half of your wits. And from this day forward, you shall be the finest player of the penny whistle in all of Galway. The boy was so excited, he ran all the way home. When he arrived, the cottage door was locked. He knocked and knocked. Who is it? said his mother. It is I, your son, the finest player of the penny whistle in all of Erin. You've had too much to drink. You're drunk. But the mother opened the door. The boy came in, and he emptied his pockets on the bed. The mother's eyes were ablaze with all the gold. But just that moment, the sun rose and as the first rays of light struck the gold, it turned to leaves and twigs. They were crestfallen, until the boy touched the penny whistle to his lips, and he began to play. It was the sweetest music he'd ever heard. And he was known from that day hence as the finest player in all of Aaron.
Puka and the Penny Whistle, a magical little Irish story told for you by Illinois storyteller Brian Fox Ellis. And uh, it's a pleasure to listen to that story, not only with you, but also with Lacey Olson, who brought the story to us today. Lacey, thanks for bringing us that tale. It was so fun to listen to. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little thrown off in what I was expecting from this story because (laughs) my grandma used to call me her little puka growing up. But it was definitely not for the same reasons of what a puka actually is, you know? I used to spit up a lot. And so she related it with the same word and called me puka. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. It's a story with my name. But that's definitely not what it means at all. (laughs) But that that was a fun memory that it connected me to. Yeah. But uh, as I listened to this story, I, you know, just kind of threw myself in and surrounded myself with the music and the fantastical things of it. And I really love just how much this character grows with learning how to play this penny whistle, which mm-hmm. is such a small thing, you know. But to him, it was the world. And right. yeah. it all happened just because he met this one person, this puka who believed in him and brought out the best in him and helped him be able to play it to the best of his ability, you know? And and I thought about the people he was with at the beginning and how they kind of mocked him, you know, and just let him play bad and made fun of him for it. But he was able to meet good people and they helped him become better and... It, that was what mattered, you know, and he was able to play with them. And I just I took that to heart. It was so touching to me that, you know, we just need to surround ourselves with good people sometimes. You know, at the beginning of the story, we were introduced to an environment in which uh, he, he doesn't really know how to play the penny whistle mm-hmm. very well. But everybody has fun with him anyway. Right. <laughs> it seems to be OK. Right. The Puka and the Penny Whistle from Brian Fox Ellis. And, of course, on Thursday, join us for uh, a story from Tim Lowry. Tim Lowry will tell us a tall tale, a tale that will strain credulity for sure. A story about a trip out west recorded live in the Appleseed Studio. That's coming up on Thursday. I'm Sam Payne. Can't wait to be with you again on the Appleseed. Thanks for joining us. For a bite! Brought to you by the Appleseed.